when we were shoveling snow to play ball in February and March. For me, it's playing ice hockey with the boys and making that amazing pass. And when the clock went down to zero, every team just came down to the court and they started just to celebrate with us. And that moment was so pure because I just remember thinking, wow, like we're just a big team. Hey, this is Dominic Susi, and welcome to my purest sports moment. Hey, Chris. Hey, Bianca. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Doing great. Happy to be out here recording another podcast. Another podcast. Is that two in a row for you? I'm two for two today, and that is exactly how I would want to spend my day. <laughs> Actually, I'm, the, the good thing for me is that I'm recording a third podcast just after today, just after this one, for another another guy that wants to do like a business a business podcast with me on uh, another app and stuff like that. So that's for a later day. But Y'all, yeah, pure instinct is rocking and rolling. That's all I gotta say. Hey, only thing I have to say is like I'm just getting started. That's that's all I can say. I'm getting I'm just getting started. Like all right, so Chris. It's so nice having you. Like, can you just explain to us before we get into that all the purest sports moment and stuff? Like, we always want to have like a better feel of who's talk, who we talking to. So, do you could you do kind of a, 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 a like what is your where where when did you start sports and where it got you? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I want to say I started playing soccer when I was probably in that six to seven range. Um, loved running around, chasing the ball. Uh, did some basketball in middle school, early high school. But once I got to high school, I knew like soccer was my way to go. Um, had opportunity to play all story four years as a varsity starter with uh, six of my friends that I grew up playing with. Um, you know, we were the first in our school's history to make the playoffs and just we had a lot of fun and I also ran track. Um, I always say, you know, I had opportunity to run varsity track, but I don't know about you guys. It was something about getting a ball and a goal, Like track was just running, like just, that was the accomplishment. That was the practice. All you did was run. Um, so I like, you know, I liked soccer. I had an objective. I had a, you know, something to do, something to accomplish, not just run. Mm, for sure. I'm a, I'm called in my family. I'm called the player because my, 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 the father of my wife, she, he says, like, you don't train, you just play. I just love to play. <laughs> and you have to, every time you put a ball in my hand, like, I don't care what kind of ball it is, I'm going to play. Soccer, yeah. though, is different because the ball is not in my hand, it's, like, in my feet. So it might be a bit yeah. different. I, li I do like soccer, though. I, I like soccer, but I trash a lot of soccer players, like, actually, on <laughs> every platform that I have like because Aww. sometimes there's some stuff in soccer that we will go we'll go about it today but there's something with soccer that uh, I, I don't I don't know if it's the did you like the um, I know that you like the to play like let's say a game but do you like the practice of soccer like the, the that little kicking the ball to each other do you <laughs> like that <laughs> I try to make it fun. So I train soccer now. So I have a, a U11 team. And that's one thing. I, I was not a fan of going to practice, I'll be honest. So I try to make soccer fun for them, you know, little mini games. I always feel like you're playing. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I hated going to practice growing up. Okay. The drills, the lines, the yeah. – I wasn't okay. a fan. Just, I just want to play. It. Let's face it. It's boring. Oh, here we no, go. No, I mean, no, no, no. Uh, I mean the practice, the practice stuff. I mean, I play hockey, 
hockey like practice are fun. You take the puck and you just boop, 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 boop. You, it's cool. In basketball, basketball is so like high intensity that you go to the gym like bang bang like three on two. Soccer is like all right, you make that pass, left foot, right foot. Left. I'm like what? I'm- this is hey. That's one of the reasons I think seriously. I think that's one of the reasons actually that people drop out of soccer at 13 years old because at 13 that's that's a big plateau for the people in soccer. After 13, you get a lot a lot of dropping uh, people dropping, and I do believe that's when. The kids actually understand now that it's not fun enough, like to to go at practice. I'm not talking about games, okay? The yeah. Practice is, at 13, you're like, that's boring. So like, and in basketball, that's different. Like at 13, like hey, that's cool. Like like, but in soccer, there's something like you, you make soccer great again because I, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, Bianca, are you gonna get him or do I need to do it? I'm going to just say the one thing that I'm going to say, and this is one of the things that I love about this podcast and just getting able to talk about sports is literally you could offend anyone at any time talking about any sport because you're out here being like, oh, track practice. Like, I don't like to run. And I'm here being like, I was not a collegiate track athlete. No, (laughs) ma'am. And so, right, I'm with I'm with Dom on the fact that when I think about soccer practice, I'm like, there's a lot of standing around. It wasn't my thing, but then I watch soccer and I love it. So I love conversations like this, but Dom and I will always have a very high contention point with one sport, which is Formula One. And I think at one point he and I are going to jump on a podcast and just duke it out because Dom has a very interesting (laughs) understanding of what sports is. And I think it's great ideology to get into, but something else we would love to get into because this is the purest sports moment podcast. You know, you talk about soccer and now you're coaching, but what for you is your purest sports moment as an athlete? Oh, that's such a tough question. Um, I think I'm going to have to take it back to high school. We were playing, um, you know, we started off in this ridiculous division. We were young, you know, like I said, we, we were seven freshmen on varsity and we were getting smoked, you know, 10-0, 11-0 in our early years. And, you know, we started getting better our sophomore year. And then our junior year, I remember we showed up and we just clicked. Like, I could know where you were going to be without turning around, like just had that energy. And I remember we were playing one game and we were just having an off game. We had gone down 3-0 pretty early. And we just, that no-quit attitude just, like, it triggered. And we're like, man, we've got this. So, you know, got one on the board um in the second half and then probably four minutes left we got number two on the board and I remember kind of running down the field and being like screaming like this is not over like let's go let's go and we ended up losing that game three two but I just remember that energy like those probably were the some of the best four minutes we ever played because it was like we've got this believe in ourselves let's go let's push it and like I said I just always remember that moment of like my team coming together and like we're gonna go do this we can do this how important what, what kind of player you are? Like, where do you play? I'm a striker. Oh, number 10? Yep. Number. Uh, I can be. I can be. Ooh. I'm not going to lie. We talk about that. We talk about that running. Like, sometimes I'm going like, to let y'all do y'all sing in the midfield, and I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go get ready for that pass up front. Uh, but so, I can be, depending on the game. Uh, and what kind, what, like, what kind of player you are? Describe you like uh, with one word. Is it are you like a Ronaldo? Are you Zinedine uh, Zidane or are you a Messi? You have to be one of the three. Ooh. She could be Ooh. a German player, what? right? That's tough. Hitters. That's tough. Hitters. No, Zidane headbutted. That was not a header. That was the a headbutt. 
Hey, the only thing I know about German soccer is that they make a lot of crosses to do headers. They only do headers. We, hey, we like our ball control. Let's keep it at that. But <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I feel like I'm a little mix of all three. Definitely, I'm gonna go with Messi for the height because I'm pretty small. Um, but got a good vertical leap, so I definitely could get in on the headers. Um, so yeah, I just, like I said, I was definitely one of those players. Speed was was a real big asset. I was always gonna beat someone in a foot race. I love the foot race. Like you're not gonna get it. If I get a through ball, I was gonna beat that 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 stopper hands down. Um, but just, you know, and I, I like, you're, you're like I love it. I'm about to say, yeah, if I, say, I think that that would be, would be my style. And then I'm good at getting to the right spot. Uh, you know, yeah. and always, and again, I always like the older we got, the taller everyone got. So sometimes they wouldn't even notice. I was like over here underneath them, you know, and then I just, you know, made a quick move. So <laughs> I love that. So you talk a little bit in your purest moment about, you know, coming up through freshman sophomore and then junior year and it's like you guys clicked how important for you in your career as a soccer player was having chemistry with your teammates because we don't really talk a lot on the podcast about chemistry and team sports but I'd love to hear your perception on it man I think that's so important because if you don't have trust and like knowing like hey you're going to be there I even see it sometimes in our younger age I'm sure y'all seen like kids will all clump and it's like oh let's all chase this one ball and part of that is that lack of trust like you know, I always say if my teammate got the ball, that meant I needed to get away from them and, you know, go set myself up for that pass and trust that they knew when it was the right time to pass. So I think chemistry is huge. You know, I think some of the best and I've said it before, I've seen heartbeat talent uh, because they had that energy, that camaraderie, that that attitude, like we're going to do this. We're going to kill it. We're going to trust each other. We're going to believe in each other. So I think it's huge. Hey, what, what is it with soccer? The uh, because I had a soccer player. I have so much pressure about soccer. So uh, because I have, I have some, like I have some knowledge about soccer. Like don't don't like it's not like I, I despise it. I actually coach soccer too. Like do soccer, so I do like have a casually, no, right? I, I do. I'm a I'm a, I'm a dad casually. coach. Like, so yeah, I'm not. So I can't like. I'm a fan of soccer, but. I'm trying to understand some of the stuff, okay? There's two, okay. three stuff that, that I need to get out of my chest. So, first of all, what is, it, what is it with the, like, like formation, like, three, two, one, da, da, da? Like, is that really important, like, one, three, and stuff? Is that, like, for a player like you, like, is it, like, some, like, like garbage by coaches? Like, <laughs> is, is that important? Because I know, like, like, like Bianca, she, she, she played hockey. I play basketball. Like, in hockey, they... There, there's some limits to what the coach can say. Oh, this is gonna be our formation. Like, come on, like, like let's let's go, let's go score goals. So, is that really important <laughs> for you as a player? That's kind of a formation where one, three, two, or I don't know how the, the numbers are right now, but. So I look at it like zone in basketball. You know, you want to stay in your area. But similar to basketball, if you've got somebody that's like wreaking havoc, we're gonna mark that person. You know, yeah. we're going to be on them everywhere they go. So I always think of it as kind of think of it as zone and man. But it's not necessarily all 11 players are playing the same thing. You may have two players that are just sticking with these two players. And wherever they go, they go. But then you have everyone else that's kind of staying in their central zone area. Um, so I think that's just an adaptability. Um, but, yeah, I think the positioning, like, is the, so you can understand, like, hey, if you're supposed to be on the left side, I should not catch you all the way on the right side uh, in line. Okay, so it's it's more for it's always for defense than offense, though. 
again, it depends. I like, you know, from my coaching perspective, I like my kids to kind of stay in their zone. You know, if you're on the right side, stay in the right side. It's okay to kind of tuck into the middle if the action's going over here, but I don't want you all the way in the action. You know, I still want you kind of in your central area, you know, waiting for, you know, being an option to kind of pass out of trouble. All right. And do you feel, do you feel the game, uh, and I don't know how you coach because uh, when I, when I coach soccer, I actually coach soccer as a, as a basketball player. <laughs> so I, I do a lot of uh, like, like fast breaking is really important for me, like in, in, so- in soccer when I coach, but I, that's not something that I feel it's uh that's not something that that's really like coach it's like in the culture of soccer like to go like to get that quick break and stuff like that is that something that you feel that's missing a bit for for the game right now that's a bit too much because soccer is a bit static so sometimes when you look at the higher level do you feel that there, there, there should be more of an emphasis in a in a in a just like fast breaking like is that something that you feel that it could be done Yeah, I mean, I love a good fast break. I was kind of that fast break player where we, you know, you get a through ball and now it's just a foot race. We're going to, you know, get in there, see if we can get it kind of like in basketball. Like you got that breakaway, you know, is that defender chasing you down going to make it? Um, My sister, who always gave me crap anytime she came to my game, she was like, can we get a goal for like five points if it's back there, two points if it's here? She's like, I sat here for an hour and a half and the score is like one to zero. You know, she's like, can I get a little action in here? So I definitely get, get where you're coming from. Um, But it's also beautiful to see people literally play keep away, you know, make 30 passes together, just hang out, you know, on a professional level. So I I can see both sides of it. Bianca, I don't know if you have a take on it as well. Oh, goodness. See, I, I, once again, I'm a soccer watcher more than anything else. Um, But I think, I don't know, I, I kind of attack it in terms of like with, with hockey, it's very clear the forward versus defenseman, right? Like the fact that what I loved about being a defenseman was that I could protect my goalie, but also I could go and score with soccer. What's so confusing to me is you stop at the line. Yeah. That still to me is just such, I can't get over it. And I couldn't, as a kid, I would just always forget. Like I was clearly that kid that played another sport, but like would come onto the like Saturday weekend team and like all of our same town color, like jerseys. Um, and then like as a defender still run over the line and the refs like, you gotta come back, sweetie. Um, what do you mean? You mean the offside? Yes. Or no, no, no. Outside like as a, as a defenseman, like you can't go across uh, the the center no, line. You can, you can, you can if you want to, but like you're, you're. It's just not. It's not. It's not a lot. You're allowed to go across the, that that line, though. Maybe as a kid. You're yeah. Not just, to... This is why I stopped playing soccer at eight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, you're allowed, allowed, but it's like frowned upon more than anything else. And like in defenseman and hockey, you switch positions all the time. Hockey is such a fluid sport. So it's really funny to me when talking to other athletes about, you know, something like a soccer, like, like a football to me is like, you are a defensive linebacker. Like that is what you do. This is what you're here to be. And for me, my understanding of sport is it's very fluid. Also being a track athlete, you're like, just throw me anywhere, coach kind of thing. Um, but you know, Christian, as we talk about this, how do you help players develop where they want to be positionally? That's something I'm always curious yeah. when I ask coaches, you know, yeah, like. Me too. Yeah, it's, it's hard because, you know, at a young age, you're like, I want to do this. I want to do that. So kind of our philosophy is we play them everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. me and Point, I thankfully got out of playing goalie when the goal kept growing and I didn't. So they finally let me stop. Um, <laughs> so like literally, I think a lot of players like, oh, you're tall. You're going to be goalie. You know, and 
you know, I saw, again, I try to always play them kind of where they want. I let them try new things, but, you know, kind of a rule of thumb, you're always going to want your, your fast ones up front. Okay. You know, you're going to want, I always say, I want my endurance ones in the middle because they play from goal box to goal box. And, you know, again, that's why we asked about being a 10. I'm like, shout out to those midfielders. I tried to stay out of it because that was a whole lot of running back and mm-hmm. forth. Um, and again, I always say you want your defenders to be really tough, not afraid to like, you know, step and take the ball because they got to take it. You know, I've seen yeah. soccer hits that make a football look, looks hit, look soft. You know, it just <sighs> depends. But um, and I, I have bounced off of defenders. I don't know if you saw the video where um, the guy bounced off LeBron. I was like, I've done that in soccer. Like you run into someone, it's like brick wall, boom. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be it. So your, your bigger, stronger, taller ones in the back, your endurance ones in the middle, and then your fast ones up front. So it really sounds do like you, you – Yeah, do you play with, with, with – like growing up, did you play a lot with, with, with boys? Because you, you seem to be someone who, who, who loves to go fast, fast, fast. <laughs> so do you – would you like? Would you like play with the boys like soccer all the time? Is that something that you did like growing up? I played all the sports with the guys from soccer to basketball to riding four wheelers, dirt bikes. I was the the stereotypical top boy growing up, and still am. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 before Bianca goes in, I, there's one thing about so I, I I made a controversy over here in Quebec uh, about like two years ago when I, we had a challenge in Pure Instinct where it was not an appearance thing. It was just like I was challenging people to come to a game of appearance thing and show me okay. something about soccer that I did not understand watching a lot of Messi doing the free kicks, okay? Uh, okay. And that that made like a steer in Quebec because, man, look at this. Like, yeah, he doesn't know anything. I knew I didn't, I didn't know anything. I just wanted to understand better, better because the sport I know more about hockey because I play a lot. And in hockey, yeah. one of the one of the way you actually can score against a goalie from, let's say, uh, a defenseman, is that you you snap and there's somebody in front of the goalie. So the goalie's always like this, okay? So it's sometimes it's okay. tough. And Bianca, you know, like, the goalie's when, screened, Chris. Yeah, but yeah. in soccer, for some strange reason, for me still, okay, you guys put a wall in front of the goalie. <laughs> to do the free kicks. And I know like I know the guys are really, really good hitting the ball. But don't you feel that sometimes it kind of like it's easier because the, the because the um, the goalie doesn't see the ball at the right time. It seems like sometimes the goalie missing is missing 0.5 seconds and then the, the the shot goes goes like above above it and stuff like that. So I was kinda like wondering why and I know some coaches have been like working out on some strategy against Messi because Messi is so good at it right now. Yeah. How do you feel about those like balls? Like it, it seems like it's like my, my daughter she she's she's seven and she's playing okay, do a wall, do a wall. Like everybody's like doing a wall now, like a seven year old. How do you feel about the wall stuff? Uh, well, first, I like to point out to both of you guys, I want to learn how to play hockey. So, when we anytime, person, I expect tips. <laughs> All right, can you skate? <laughs> So I'm assuming you guys are talking ice skating. Yes. I can make it. I can use some pointers, but I managed to go and not fall. We'll start slow. That's that's all you need. If you're athletic, best place to start. Yeah. You guys went out for one set, but you're back. Yeah, you're good. Um, 
but to answer your wall question, um, you'll see a lot of youth parents like build a wall. And I think some of them are like, I don't know why we're building a wall, but let's build one. Um, so ideally, you want a wall to help try to stop the ball before it gets to your keeper. But you also want to make sure that your keeper can see, you know, the, both of those things need to be accomplished. Because if you're yeah. blocking the keeper's view, you're defeating the purpose. Right. Okay. And yeah, because I'm not like, and just for the record over here, I'm not getting into that wall. All right, like, I'm just not like it's just like I like I, I'm just not this those guys. I don't know like the ball comes fast like, like I, and I know that like, I saw I saw some first hey first first time I, I I went to a college game with my kids. My kids were playing soccer. Okay, first first time. Hey, I'm gonna bring you to the college like over here. They got a really good good team. First time we step on the field. First time. Okay, after ten seconds that we sit down, a girl. Kicks like the ball's coming to her, and she kicks the ball like right away, like a one timer, right into the face of another girl like, that was like four feet from her. Okay, and the girl goes pow, and then she's knocked out ever. The ambulance has to come, like, and then we had to go because we were only there for like 15 minutes. And the only souvenir that the kids, the kids were having of, of watching soccer that summer is that. A girl got knocked down, and the ambulance came, and that was the souvenir of soccer. How prevalent is it, like, for you, like, to because people don't realize that soccer, when you like, like they say, it's not non-contact. It's like it's yeah. not contact out there. Like, very it's, physical. It's very really, like really physical. Um, well, first, I like to point out only because she got knocked unconscious did she not get back up. Because let's just say female soccer players are so much better than men taking it. I've seen Abby Wambach get stitched up on a field and get back up and play. So, you know, guys will, no one will be around them. They'll just grab something, collapse, roll around, realize no one's looking, and like, oh, let me get up. Oh, that's a guy so, thing only? Oh, that's totally a guy thing. You guys should be in Hollywood. The Italians. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, in soccer, like, girls don't do that in soccer? Like, that boring stuff? In soccer... Like no, in we get soccer, back up. Girls, girls get back up. I uh, my my actually, I had a rep in my my high school days. I broke this uh, girl. I was taking a shot at the top of the key. This girl trips me, falls on top of me, snaps my collarbone in half. Of course, I was still playing, so my coach finally made me come out and ended up having to have surgery. The whole saga. But when I came back to school, I found out the football coach had gotten all the boys together and told them basically they were punks because a female soccer player. Broke a bone and still kept playing. So then I had like this rep. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. I love that. You got you, you got street cred. Street, like absolutely that. street like cred. Are you, but no, it's were you the, were you the girl like play, uh, doing the penalty too? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you ever done that 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 sweet penalty where you just like kick the ball just under and just like just a, a small kick to the net? Like, I haven't, but I. I do like to brag that my record for penalty kicks is perfect. I have yet to miss one. Oh, snap. So, it okay. is, it is. I can't tell you if I remember how many. It's probably somewhere like the 30 to 40 range, but it's been perfect. So I'll take I'll, I'll have to brag about that one. Thank you. Okay. There's one, there's one rule in soccer about penalty kick, though, that I can't I can't understand and that hockey player can't understand, I'm, I'm sure, too. <laughs> Why? Because I'm going to the box. I'm moving around and you tripping me, okay, just before I kick. And okay. then 
the other that and the other guy, he's the one doing the penalty kick. I'm not even the guy kicking the kicking the penalty kick while you're tripping me. That's insane for me. Explain that. It depends. I mean, well, you have the option. So a lot of people, you want to put your best kicker up, right? You know, you want the, the person that's not going to miss, most likely to make it. Sometimes, like you know, there have been some where they're shaken up and you like, they actually really are kind of, you know, a little hurt. So you don't want them, you know, doing the kick. Um, so it just depends. But I mean, no, it's, 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 it's explain to me. I mean, as they, they say, the soccer is a beautiful game. So explain to me as why is that a rule? I mean, if I, if I play basketball and I get, I get hit, I, I get hit. I'm the one doing the free throws. There's no like, oh, I'm hurt or like, I'm not a good free throw. How come, <laughs> how come it's not the one who gets hit that has to do the, do the free the, the, the free kick or the penalty kick? That's something that's <laughs> insane for me. On that one, you're going to have to ask the people who made the rules of the game because I, I have will. no idea. I will. No idea. But you are right. In basketball, heck, you know, we've all seen the videos of, you know, Kobe with the messed up Achilles, ankle, knee, anybody, they're going to make those free throws for they limp into the locker room, you know. Even Clay, you know, in the playoffs, he made sure he hit those free throws free throws where he went. So I understand where you're coming from because, like I said, I'm a well, multi-sport Bianca, connoisseur. Bianca, if I, if I follow you, like, let's say you're in a breakaway and I, and I follow you, like I trip you in, in hockey, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to be the one who is doing the, the penalty shot. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no. And then the, I, mean, I mean, it's a rule. No. It's, a, it's a rule. Yeah, say, is it required? Okay. Yeah. And, and then required. and then in hockey, if it goes into a shootout, then that's when you can pick your players. Yeah. Got you. But if it happens to you, that. you're getting up and you're taking that. And I, I think there's something so beautiful about that because of how angry, I hate to use that word, but, you know, how frustrated, how passionate you can be in that moment because you already feel like something's robbed from you, right? Absolutely. It's so funny on that point. I um I was playing a tournament in Europe. I never played professionally, but I have had the opportunity to, you know, play overseas and do a couple tournaments. And this girl went for a high kick and literally her cleat hit my throat right here. And so the game was tied at the end and we went to penalty kicks. And I literally said that I was like, I'm going first because like we're winning this game. Like I was so mad. I was like, I've got this. Like it's me. Like move out the way. So I 100% agree. And I know people have felt like that. Like after they got fouled, it's like, I'm doing this. Like everyone move out the way. But we have the option. You know, it's not required that it has to be the same person that was fouled. Yeah, I, I think I think it should be though. Like that, that's something in soccer. Like, I think it would s some of the stuff like one like s like some goal scorer like Ronaldo. He, he scores a lot of goals because sometimes he, he does a lot of penalty or free kick that, that yeah. was not the one who did the who, who like brought the foul. And I think that it's just like if you're a good soccer player, you have to be good in all phases of the game too. So that, that would, I think that would that would make it more beautiful. And I'm going to keep that in my notebook for when we're going to talk about that in my other podcast. Uh, so that that's for sure where we try to change the rules of the game and stuff like that. I'm bringing that back. So, um, have you, have you seen, uh, Chris, have you seen the, um, the NFT, uh, like craziness right now with the, like the, uh, top shot and all that stuff. Have you seen that? So I am still trying to wrap my head around the fact that people are paying millions to not have a tangible asset. Like, it's blowing my mind. I mean, I'm trying to understand yeah. it and get in it. But it's just blowing my mind for digital art. Like, literally, I, I keep going back to, like, wait, 
you want to own this highlight for millions, but like I can go watch it on YouTube. And they're like, my, one of my friends explained to me, it's like, but you own it. There's only 20 and you own it. That's yeah. the difference. So it, it, it's it, crazy. My wife told me that too. I think I, for, for, for <laughs> something, I think it's a, it's really like a, a, a boy thing. Like I'm not into it at all. I think it's a boy thing. Like women will, will probably never understand that because it's crazy. Okay. So women <laughs> are not crazy. So like, okay, that's, that's one of the things. Like I think that's, that might be something. But I was talking to my wife about that, and then we went to Top Shot, and I showed her a Dame Leather shot, and she was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. It's not like just like one shot. It's like a like a really a moment with like different angles. So you, you won't get that thing high quality that's like fair. On, on 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 YouTube. The the stuff that I saw was like it was really looking good. Like it was like wow, okay. I wish the, I had that. And, the graphics and then, are nice. Go, yeah, let let me get, let, let me get you on that. Is there like one Goal. Let's say goal. Okay. Is there one goal that you did that you wish you had like 10 camera angles like on you like that? Like from like oh several. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. 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 Give me two. Give me two. Uh, two goals. Yeah, two NFT goals for you. Two NFT goals. So one of my all-time favorite goals. A person took a shot. It hit the crossbar and went up in the air. And I was running into the box, jumped over the goalie for the header. Definitely wish I had that moment. It's not on video. It's not anywhere. I might have played someone's college soccer with that jumped one. Jumped over? Uh, over. Over the goalie. Cleared the goalie. So, like, ball hit crossbar, was going up. I came running in, jumped over the goalie, met the ball, goal. Like I said. But, you know, that was back in the day before uh, cell phones were even that great, you know. So, there was no one sitting there recording it. So, it's just, it has to hold in my memory. Kristen, we have we have to bring you on a pure instinct uh, show <laughs> right now. You got some basketball, you got some soccer, you running fast, I love it. jumping. You're gonna be our model for the next the next generation <laughs> for sure. I love it, man. I'm right. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm about to to tackle foot golf. Uh, foot I heard golf. About that. Like I'm foot golf, man. I mean, you guys got to take me back on that. But it's a whole thing. We have a World Cup for it. Like literally foot golf. So you you. Or it's like golf, but yeah, instead big, you kick the ball. With a big, yeah. with a big, uh, big hole. Yeah. I'm so you guys stay at, tuned. A year from, I'm a year from my now, let's circle back like, and see where I've got it. it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. circle back with me a year from now. Oh, a year from now. I, I think I can get behind it. Yeah, it, 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 it is something. Yeah. It looks boring a bit, a bit, but it is something. Here we go. <laughs> you're your boy. You're your boy. But no, but no, I'm all, I'm all like, I will try. I will do any sport. Like I'm, I'm big on just being out there running around, you know, obviously, you know, we get older, we fall apart a little bit, but I still always try to try to go out there and play and have some fun. Wait, wait until you have kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was the second moment. The second NFT moment. Ooh, second NFT moment. Like if, if you have other stuff in soccer, you can go, but don't go like with the like, don't, don't uh, so, sorry, like a uh, foot foot golf for me. Like, <laughs> I I haven't played I haven't only, played yet. But it's on my list of only real oh my goodness uh, only real sports. Oh real my, this sport. man oh, uh, or ouch. even an, an NFT moment from when you're coaching. Ouch ouch! We're gonna have to talk about you and your disrespect for the, the beautiful game. No, you no. yeah you not against you. soccer. This was foot golf. <laughs> no. No, yeah, no, I'm, whoa, I know whoa, whoa. that's fair. I'm that's not, fair. I was like, when you say the beautiful not. game, I think soccer. I think of Adidas. Soccer, I, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, talking yeah. soccer. Yeah, yeah. Soccer, soccer. Uh, 
But you know what? Why I love soccer, actually, the, the, the one reason I love soccer is not even what I watch on TV. The, the one reason I love soccer is that when I go uh, in Costa Rica, in a place like this, and like in a, in a, I went to Mexico also, it, it's just beautiful to see the people like, playing like the free, like the yes. freelance soccer for me, like at the park. I think it's just the nicest, I, I call that street sport. I love that spirit. And you know, Bianca, you know, like I'm a, I'm a kind of skateboarder by heart. Like I, I love that kind of like free flowing stuff. I just hate soccer, the organization of soccer stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's too rigid for kids and not enough I fun. I see that. Like my kids are playing soccer and, and they don't have enough. Like the practice finishing is like, all right, do you like fun? Eh. Like, come on. We, they're seven years old. My, my, I know my daughter. She's running everywhere. Like you put a ball in, the, in, their, in her hand and she's having fun. And now she's out of practice and she doesn't have fun. So that's pissed me off. So that, that's, that's the reason. But when I, when I go like to Costa Rica and I go surfing over there and there's like a soccer pitch around the corner, it's, it's like a, like not, not looking good. The grass is not looking good and some of that. But then the kids out there are just having so much fun. I just, that's why I love soccer. Actually. I just love how easy it is actually to play. Yeah. I think it's a, It's probably the it's probably the easiest sport to play actually as a kid. Like you, you just put a ball on the ground. You don't have to learn how to skate. You don't have to have something in your hands. You just go and just kick the ball, and then you're a soccer player at, at four. So basketball is is it's tougher because you have to dribble. Uh, like even like pure instinct, what I invented, it's tougher because you have to catch a ball. You got to throw it. Like you have to catch that ball. If you throw it to the ground, it's kind of over. So it's like boring if you're too young. But soccer is a great mm. sport for, like, I, I think it's a great sport for younger. It's just that the way it's coached, I, I don't get it. Like, the, I like yeah, I like, and I, like I, when... I can respect that because even as a coach, I try to, you know, make sure they're having fun because, you know, you're putting a lot of time in that. And even to that point you just made, probably 98% of the time, I, I can only think of maybe two trips that didn't happen. I always play soccer whether I leave the state, whether I leave the country. I, I remember the first time I went to New York, like I was there for a, uh, I was in college and like they paid to fly me up, had a hotel on, you know, um, you know, the district, everything. What did I do? Walk to Central Park and played soccer. Like exactly. that, that's, that's what I wanted to do, you know? And so I, I a hundred percent, I love that about that too. Like I've been to China, played soccer, was in Costa Rica, played soccer. It's like, no matter where I've gone, if you don't speak, You may, we not speak the language, you may not communicate at all, but you have a ball and I'm like, let's play, you know, we start passing. So I think that is one of the beautiful things about soccer is that everyone plays it. Yeah. And I like the, uh, like over here in Quebec, we have a lot of African actually. So they, the way the African play soccer is so different. It's just like a, it's just like a, like there's, they have so, so much fun. They just put like two sticks. They have like no goals, no goalies allowed and stuff like that. And they just play for hours, hours. They just play and just for that, I think that's why I call it the beautiful game for me. It's not that much for what I watch on TV and stuff like that. It's just, I just love the way it's a freelance sport uh, yeah. for some people in the uh, in the world, actually. It's a freelance sport. Uh, obviously, in gotcha. North America, like Canada and US, it's not that much freelance. It's a, it's a, it's serious business. <laughs> Got you, got you. Well, I'll give you my, my NFT moment is not mine, but I think it's one of my, my favorite sports moments too. And even though I knew it was a spoiler alert, I knew it was going to happen. And I don't know if you remember this moment, but 2011, Women's World Cup, 
They were down two to one. We're in extra time of extra time, like 121st minute. Megan Rapino does this insane cross. Abby Wambach finishes it, and then we go to penalty kicks and ultimately go. Like, if I could have that as an NFT, I think that would be pretty cool. <laughs> hey, I got a question for you. You, you said Abby Wambach two times now, so I have, I have my, 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 my question for you. <laughs> Abby Wambach or Christine Sinclair? I got to rock. I got to rock with Abby, you know. She's repping for the USA, but I have lots of respect, lots of respect for Sinclair. I've seen her gotten to have to play a few times. So, um, you know, I really like Michelle Prince, who's on the dash. You know, she is Canadian. Um, so, like, you know, a lot of good players up there. You know, Sydney LaRue is technically Canadian, but plays for the U.S. So, she, much she respect. Canadian? She is. She is. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Canadian, um, Canadian soccer so, is pretty good. It, it, it's pretty good, too. It is. It is. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate for us unfortunate you know we tend to be powerhouses in soccer just because we put more money into it you know a lot of some of the other countries around the world as far as women are concerned have not invested that type of money in growing the game but i am glad to see it it, it is growing but again you know canada mexico united states we we tend to be powerhouses on the women's okay. side so what why is it that like the like the, the men are so bad <laughs> <laughs> And, man, the, the Canadian, and, and I'm talking about Canadian too. A Canadian team, if I go on Google right now, they, they, they have a ratings of teams. I think, seriously, I think we're like 120, something like that. Like, it's crazy. Like, we're so, so bad. Why is it like that men in America can't play soccer? If it's my personal, 100%, Yaka, my personal, appearance, my I'm, personal I'm, opinion, I'm just, I, no, wait, wait, Yaka, I have facts? no idea. No, let, no, I let think it might facts. be politics too. It might be politics. So I'm, so obviously, as we know, like very German. And so even though I've had the opportunity to wear USA across my chest, when it comes to international soccer, I have it's Germany. <laughs> I have German jerseys. I have Bayern jerseys. Like it's. <laughs> It's not even an option. It was, and you know, it was something that my dad and I did that I would love to do with my kids is, you know, wake up early morning, watch the World Cup, and we yell at the TV in German as Germans do. Um, so I've never had an issue of my men's team being bad. So it is so funny for me <laughs> when I'm in this conversation because I'm like, I'm like, yes, I'm in the US. You know, yes, everybody, you know, I believe that we can win that whole chant. And I'm sitting here like, I mean, I'm coming back as a cup champion, but of course, get it out in the first round. We don't need to talk about the curse. Um, I do think, you know, to Chris's point, it has to do with politics. I think it also has to do with the fact that, you know, soccer isn't played as much as in other countries, especially yeah. European countries. What do you mean politics? Like, um, so when I, when I talk sports politics, and Chris can back me up on this, and Dom, this is something that, you know, you and I have kind of played around with in the U.S. versus Canada is, you know, the club levels, right? You know, the, like the AAU-type tournaments, the development okay. teams. The feeder programs. Feeder programs. And it, and it takes a lot of account into the time, uh, you know, obviously socioeconomic status, uh, availability to different types of training camps, tournaments, things okay. like that. Um, so that's, it's, that's how you go up the ladder. Correct. The it's it's okay. much more about things around you and less about you. And sometime we'll we'll have to get um, myself and someone else who's gone through a dev program to talk about the steps. But that's really, you know, especially in the United States, that's how they do it. 
is going through these different types of camps and having these tournaments and opportunities and you have to always try out. Um, and then you never know who's sitting there making the list, right? And to some extent that it's every team, but I love using the example of Miracle, the hockey movie, of course, where you see here Brooks have this roster and the other coaches say, but these are the best guys. These are the guys that we've already talked about. And he goes, but these are the guys that are going to make the team the best. And he goes with those individuals. Um, and I think America typically, and wow, this is me. I <laughs> got it going for it, but has had an issue where it is more about the development camps and um, the academies and less about the individuals, I would say. And seems I, I to like be. to point out, and I put out something, I was talking to someone and we were talking about Usain Bolt, who is just, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and we'd say like, what if Usain had decided never to run? So right. I always say it's the, it's the fastest person, fastest team, best team, whatever that's competing. Yeah. Because just imagine had Usain Bolt never decided to run track. We wouldn't know he existed. We wouldn't know that speed is out there. We would have a different fastest man in the world. So you just go back and thinking what talent exists with people who just don't have the opportunity. Right. You said it's a good, like, I think it's a good uh, example because he's 6'5", too, and he was not born to be, like, when when I was growing up, the model for, for, like, uh, the fastest man was maybe, like, six feet six feet like a donovan bailey was i think five foot one and so so a guy like six five was not like that's not a hundred meters so you i think you're right about that and that might be something about like sports like soccer like like you said i think they kind of make a disservice of themselves where they actually hockey does that a lot too in canada like where maybe in the states where they actually uh, see the athlete really young like really really young and it actually they, they At, let, let's say a 10-year-old over here in soccer, they say, okay, this is the, the, the players we're going we're gonna to ride with. And then they go. And you, when you go in the World Cup, and you, I, I, I read some stuff about that, that if you're looking who's on the red, uh, World Cup roster of the, those teams out there, most of the athletes that are on the World Cup roster are not we're not in the juniors actually World Cup or something like that, okay? Because yeah. some of the sports, we don't realize, uh, basketball is really like that. Like, I was not good until 18. I was not a great player. I was, like, an okay player until 18. And then mm-hmm. at 18, I kind of, okay, this is it. Oh, this is how we play. So, like, oh, I, now I can, get, I can jump higher and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we forget, like, that people don't develop all as messy, like, oh, great at 10 and, and then great at 25. That's, like, a rarity in, in team sport yeah. because there's so much element. And we actually try to pinpoint to say, okay, this these guys are going to be the 10 guys we're riding with, but there's so much thing happening from 10-year-old to 18 to 20 that we forget. And, and then, just like you said, that Usain Bolt of soccer is out there and he's not on the team right now because – He can't do this or he can't do that. So, And, and that brings a great point. Like sometimes, especially these youth coaches, are so worried about picking a team that wins. And it's like this kid may not be the best, but if you invest some time, help them develop, in three years they could be better than everybody. So exactly. I, I think that's a big thing for youth sports. Stop looking for the best that are there now. Kind of like you said, look for attributes, look for leadership, look for coachability, and help develop them into being the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, 
we're gonna close that podcast on that note because that's like, <laughs> that's that's wisdom out there. So I, I like to I like to cut the, the the podcast on just some wisdom stuff. Hey, Chris, it was a pleasure. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris.